Chris. Hi, Heather. Hi. Nice to be here this morning with our awesome engineer, Court Johnson. Yay, who, Court. Who I haven't given enough shouts out to since we started this, but without Court, this podcast wouldn't be sounding as nice as it does. We seem so professional, and it's it's all an illusion. It, it's all thanks him. to Court. He makes us sound good. Yeah. And you're here looking beautiful in your snake leggings. Thank this you. Morning. Thank you so much. And black. <laughs> Dangerous today. Dangerous. In a so, dangerous mood. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about how this episode is slightly different from the others that we've done. Yeah, we recorded, uh, we had the pleasure of recording Kena Flug, who owns uh, B-Saws and also Wildwood. Right. Three weeks ago, two or three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I had a beautiful interview with her and talked about the 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 heritage of two awesome restaurants how you stay relevant two and, landmark restaurants right. in portland both yeah. Saws and wildwood and then as as fate would have it and and if you listen to the interview you can hear little nuances that might hint to what was going to happen a right. couple of weeks later well and certainly pointing to the future as right. well that uh that Things were going to change, uh, and only for the better. Um, she alludes to starting a new project with Dustin, the chef at Wildwood. But then, fast forward a few weeks later, we hear that Wildwood lost its lease and that the restaurant is closing. Yeah, really sad news. Uh, Wildwood, 20 years in Portland, one of the landmark restaurants in Portland uh, that really started the farm to fork movement and if you go to their facebook page or you know any of the chefs that have worked there and they've all paid homage to uh to wildwood in the last week or so it's really um a beautiful story and and they tried to end it in the most beautiful way possible i think they're succeeding and and by the time everybody hears this it will be the day after the morning after the last day and it sucks even to to say that but we kind of went back and forth on what should we do? I mean, as soon as we heard it closing, you and I talked and we were thinking, you know, okay, should we re-record it? Should we have Kana call in? What should we do? And the the original interview is so nice and and it it, it captures, I think, the spirit of Wildwood and the spirit of the family that runs that place. And by family, I mean people who aren't blood related, but people who have been part of making that restaurant run for years as well as B-Saws. She just talked about that so beautifully that it would be heartbreaking to try and redo that all over again. No, there'd be no reason to it. It's just, it's actually a nice segue into what we ended up doing. Right. So, Chris, you, you talk about what you did instead. Well, I actually, when I heard Wildwood was closing, I just happened to go on, uh, go and make a reservation for the last night that I could, which was last night, uh, Monday night, and I was surprised I was able to get a reservation. And then... Uh, as we talked about it, I thought, well, I'm going to be there. And I asked Kana if she'd be kind enough to take some time out of her hectic schedule. And perhaps Dustin might. I figured Dustin might be very, very busy uh, to just give us a couple of words and statements and thoughts about what's gone on the last week. And it was really beautiful uh, to be able to sit down and see. She had a smile on her face. It's a bittersweet thing for them. But she was smiling and put her best foot forward all night, and she wanted to make it very clear, um, and I don't think she said it, but in in the recording that we have, she wanted to make it very clear that uh, in many cases when something like this happened, 
the next day there's a padlock that goes up on the restaurant and she wanted to do everything in her power to not do that for so many reasons one was to not lock employees out and say sorry you're you're out of luck but to give them an opportunity to have a wonderful last week both in terms of the experience of a, of a restaurant like Wildwood closing. And I can tell you, I was there last night. There were farmers at tables that supplied Wildwood for years. Uh, Vitaly Paley, Patrick McKee, Josh from Paley's, all across the street, raising glasses and also with tears in their eyes. Oh, and, that's so nice. And so uh, Kana wanted to, uh, and, and Dustin as well, they wanted to have a last week of celebration of the restaurant. They didn't, they could have just closed it, um, but they didn't. And uh, just being there last night was just a really nice experience. And I I thought they were very gracious to take time out of their schedules for us. That's great. And sit down and talk about it. So that's, um, you know, and there were, there were more people I knew there that I ran into on the way and out that I had met in the, at events before. And everybody has been there. And if you check Facebook pages, people are all paying making nice statements about uh, Wildwood, too. Okay, so what you'll hear is the original interview with Kana Fluke with Chris, and then at the end you'll hear a conversation with that Chris recorded at Wildwood on one of its last evenings with Kana Fluke and Dustin Clark, executive chef of Wildwood, about wrapping it all up, closing the book on the wonderful restaurant that is Wildwood. Take a listen. So how many, how often do you get called Canna? Hmm, I would say eight out of ten. Eight out of ten? Roughly. So it's Canna. Canna. And, I'll uh, answer to anything. Yeah, do you correct people? No. Really? Not so you generally. let them keep doing it? Hmm. If I it goes know, more that... than a one-time basis, like if I'm going to meet them again, then I will. But if it's oh, just so a general... Just anybody should know that if you don't correct them, you don't plan on seeing them again. <laughs> <laughs> I need I need a little <laughs> determiner like that. I guess maybe that's the difference between customers and friends. Right. Mm. So do you this is do you uh you like to treat all your customers like friends? I do, very much. I think it makes for a much better environment if everyone's having fun. I think that's the I think that's what keeps it going. That's why there are lines at Besaws because <laughs> they can't, they got to be, are they having fun in line? They are having fun in line. We, you know, try to create a couple of different steps, whether it's the free coffee and we bring out scones or. Oh, you do of, that? Yeah, absolutely. You've kind of got to satiate them along the way because there's, you know, a sector of people in Portland that enjoy the wait and it is a social you know, part of the experience. And then there's a lot of other people in the industry that wouldn't wait at all. <laughs> yeah, I think they're, well, it's, I fall into the second. I don't think you're halfway. You're either a waiter or you're mm-hmm. not. Absolutely. So now the area where Besaws is, is kind of hopping. It's, it's, there's oh, some really fun stuff happening over there. What's um, going on over there? You know, it's going to be really exciting with Aaron and St. Jack coming in. Sarah over at Pacific Pie is just fabulous. She's so wonderful. I really love Jose at Atula. Atula. Just remember Atula. I do that every time. I've had to do it too, and I, it's hard to. I've been spelling a lot. We're doing an event there, and the U and the A have been. They're no longer a challenge for me, but they were in the beginning, and they never corrected me. So yeah. maybe they didn't want me around anymore. <laughs> I don't know. 
But no, it's a cool, cool area, and um, and it's not far from Wildwood, also. Yeah, convenient for sure. That was one of the doors that opened. It just made sense. So you, um, you are at the helm of two Portland icons. You know, it's fun. There's something to be said for a little bit of historical significance within the dining scene in Portland, and yeah, it's an absolute pleasure. It's also pressure because it's not easy. You know, this is a town where the new is cool. You just mentioned, you know, just St. Jack moving into another neighborhood. That's new news. Mm -hmm. And Pacific Pie and Atala, and of course that, you know, that's hot. Um, But it's hard for, I think Wildwood might be actually one of the best examples of the challenge of keeping it relevant and keeping it out there. You know, I think that was one of the items that made me want to be part of Wildwood is because so many amazing people have spun off of Wildwood and it has a really great story at its founding. But to stay really relevant, it's important to just be hungry and you've got to be a little scrappy and you've got to continue to be consistent with your brand identity and you know, you want to be great. You want to be a leader. And Wildwood's going to be coming up on its 20th year anniversary wow. this summer. Not many, not many restaurants can. No, can a say handful. That. And we are really working on a type of uh, revitalization to ensure that Wildwood does amazing for another 10 years. And it's a lot of fun. I mean, there's just some really incredible people over there. Our executive chef, Dustin Clark, is on fire right now. His food is just outstanding. How long has he been there now? He's been there 16 years. Really? And, and how long has he been executive chef? Him, I believe since 2006. Oh, that's a good while. Um, yeah, Corey left. Uh, I know Adam from Country Cat. And then Dustin stepped right up. And it's also been really fun because Dustin's been through a big transformation over these last few years from doing the food that people expect at Wildwood that it was doing for so long, you know, that it was associated with, you know, it's such farm to table, Pacific Northwest, cooking from the source, cedar plank salmon, huckleberries, hazelnuts. But now Dustin is just really let loose and he's doing his food, you know, that's still vested in some of those same principles, ethos, but, you know, he is just wildly creative and pulling from, you know, all sorts of different areas in the world. And it's really amazing. We've been really blessed to have some of the longest, strongest relationships with our farmers and our purveyors and our ranchers. You know, we've been doing business with them for 19 years. And so the quality of product we get has never gone away. But, you know, you've got to stay inventive and you've got to stay creative and you've got to stay interesting without losing yourself. And he's just done an amazing job at driving that. Well, this is year eight for him then. So what's he doing now that's that's notable that that caused such glee in your eye <laughs> when you were talking about it? You know, it's it. fun. He just mixes flavors, and uh, you know, he really highlights the. Ing- he's very ingredient driven, of course, but he, the way he brings flavors together, you know, sometimes you can't even put your finger on, you know, what it is exactly, whether it's kind of North African or what part of, you know, whether it's a little bit, you know, Japanese. And it's just really, really interesting. So is that more so in the last couple of years? Very you much so. Than, yeah, in the last the year or two, year? we've had a big evolution. And I'll tell you, um, that's evident in the fact that when I've, I, I always ask other chefs where they like to eat and Wildwood 
in the last year has been coming up. I mean, Vitaly Paley, first place when I asked him where he what's what's exciting him now, uh, Wildwood. And yeah, he's that's, such a great guy. There are so many, yeah. There are so many restaurants that could be exciting him now, and I'm sure they are. But the first one that came to mind was Wildwood, and um, I think, and that I don't think he was. He didn't. He actually said, you know, it's right across the street. I know, but they're doing some amazing things over there, and I've heard that from others as well. So yeah, I think there's something to be said. You know, Portland just has such an incredible landscape. You know, I could tell you ten chefs right now that I'm just pining over. And there's also you're going mi- to by the way keep those in mind. <laughs> there's also a million options with really great food carts and you know snacks and nibbles all over. But I think there's something to be said for adult dining. You know the return of this experience where everything's not you know we don't piecemeal together from a thrift store, which is amazing in terms of silver on plates and so cute. But that's not what Wildwood is, and Wildwood is a connection with. You know, it's a story, and it's about that experience from start to finish. And we really pride ourselves in being able to talk about, you know, each item that's coming out and the relationship we have with our farmers, the relationship we have with our winemakers, the relationship we have with our distillers, you know, or right down, our brewers. And it's fun, it's exciting, and it's connective, and that's what I love. So you've touched on it a little bit, but, you know, not everybody who's listening knows the story of Wildwood and all the chefs that have gone through there. Can you do the the couple of minutes uh, synopsis of Wildwood? Oh Lord, I would. I'm probably going to do it a little injustice as per anyone who has been deep in it for years. But you know what? Yeah. If they don't hear it all and there are some missing parts, they need to just go. I think so that's, that's what we'll encourage them to right. do. Yeah, founded in 1994, Corey Schreiber, uh, super visionary at that time, and just really, you know, one of the first. Uh, people on the bandwagon of that farm to table locally. You know, we still have Higgins and Paley's and maybe Zephyros at that time, Castagna, not far off. But there's really a handful of restaurants that were doing that. And it has just, you know, they're rigorous in the technique and the layering of flavors and the quality of product. I mean, it's just spawned so many, you know, Adam, uh, Jen Lewis. Use some Scott, last names, too, because Adam Sapperton is now Sapperton Country Cat. Adam at Country Cat. Jen Lewis at uh, Lincoln and Sunshine Tavern. Scott Schneider at Levant. I mean, they're literally, and many of them have gone into many other, you know, specific avenues of baking and chocolatiers and it's really exciting I mean there's a lot of connectivity with people that have worked uh, David Padberg you know there's I, you can go on and on well, Scott Dolich was there too right correct so when Michael Russell did his six degrees of separation it wasn't even six I don't remember what it was I remember a that. few years ago and that was that really cool chart which uh-huh. I love uh, Wildwood was one of the big circles yeah there. and we pulled out you know a dozen that he even missed so it's really? fun you know there is a little bit of a transitory nature at some places where how you did get he, how did he feel about that did you call him on it <laughs> we didn't we just giggled uh, that's probably not well, a good i giggled move. dustin laughed so um and then b-saws i'm not really that familiar with the history of b-saws but it goes it goes yeah, you back. know b-saws is sweet it's just a neighborhood joint it is unpretentious and you know kind of a little traditional we just celebrated our 110th anniversary oh. this summer wow. which uh you know there's even a fewer handful of 
you know, Talked restaurants. Talked about not being new. Yeah, 1903. In that same spot? In that same spot. What was what was in that spot in 1903? Wasn't it you just know, an, an industrial area? It started as a lunch counter. It was before the 1905, uh, you know, World's Fair that came in. So it was built then. I didn't then. even know that. Oh, I've got a, I've got it's a got some up. amazing history. You can come check out some of the pictures on the wall when you come in. Um, and it's so ju- Portland hosted the World's Fair, the same the one? The 1905 like World's, New York Fair World's Fair Exposition. New York World's Fair in 1905 was here? Wow. Um, and so that... That area of town, Slab Town, is what, you know, it's referred to as. And it's fun. It adds character. It's a little bit of funk. You know, if you have all new construction that's popping up, you need a little bit of that, uh, you know, soul. Yeah. You know, it's it's held together a little bit with some matchbooks and duct tape, you know, kind of pushed into the right places. But what those guys do out of there in terms of how small that kitchen is, is absolutely amazing, you know. When I took over, um, I guess almost nine years ago when I bought it, uh, we were doing roughly around 500 and we're doing upwards of three million now. So the amount of business that's coming out of this teeny little kitchen is always reason for pause. Three million. And yeah, it's, it's, we do some really great consistent business over there and it's a lot of fun. You know, the, the best thing about Bisa's is the people, hands down. I mean... I've been so blessed with really, really incredible. Well, the food's family. not bad, and I just recently yeah. learned something I didn't know that you others tell. may, but uh, I didn't realize that uh, Lisa Schroeder. Oh, absolutely. Le- became that was her first experience with breakfast, really, uh, on a daily basis. It was. And uh, she's breakfast. done. She's done quite well for herself with breakfast. So yeah, there's a there's she, a solid handful of. Uh, cooks in Portland that at one time or another, you know. Can you some, name a couple? Threw some eggs. I'm a big name dropper. I like to hear <laughs> it. I think, I think generally people, you know, because of the nature of this food city, people like to know who was where. And Well, I think what one of the things that sets Portland apart is how connected our industry is in terms of, you know, support and you want to see people to succeed. You want them, you know, it's, it's a handout. And a hand, you know, not a handout, a hand up, and everybody's coming from each New other England, out. where you barely know your neighbor. Yeah, it was to me striking, and um, it's one, it's the reason that um, my Portland Food Adventures venture came about because it was all about the spirit of community. Um, you know, when I asked John Gorham where he liked to go to breakfast, and he gave me a list of five places, and I went to them, and then. When I started talking to different chefs, everybody wanted everybody to succeed, and everybody was rooting for everyone else, and everyone was okay with you going to the restaurant. In many cities, if you asked a chef where their favorite restaurant was, they'd only mention their own. And here, that's not the case. They'll, they'll go on and on. Yeah, and it's interesting because it's not only within this tight-knit community of people that are working in the restaurants mm-hmm. and even the relationships, like I mentioned, with farmers and brewers and whatnot. It also extends to, you know, the people that support that creative industry. You know, who's doing your flowers? Oh, Elizabeth Artis at SB Floral. Oh, she's amazing. We'll pass her off to you. And, you know, who made those aprons? Liza Reitz. And, you know, there's a lot of that type of... Um, just dialogue over who is being creative, who is being amazing, and who takes a lot of pride in their craft and what they're doing and how it can all come together and create something really special. 
And, you know, one of the things about Portland and Oregon is people are genuinely nice. <laughs> no, they, uh, I think that, well, absolutely. Not, not everybody. I totally but, agree. And I don't think that a lot of people could survive if they weren't because people like one another. And that's one reason they're patronizing mm-hmm. not only the restaurants, but they're, they're the business, the businesses that support them. Yeah, I think you also have to have a healthy dose of uh, dark humor uh, to get you through it, but the combination of both doesn't hurt. Speaking of dark humor, um, (laughs) I would love to know, so where do you spend more of your time, at B-Saws or Wildwood? You know, right now, uh, B-Saws is doing its thing, and I'm super lucky that I've, you know, the management team has been with me from the beginning, and so it very much is on autopilot. I love being there. It is, I'm, you know, it's like family. So I definitely spend more time at Wildwood right now. We're in the middle of shifting and, you know, revitalizing what we see, uh, you know, maybe didn't get some attention for a number of years. And I just have, I'm working with such a strong, you know, just this crack team in terms of our management staff, you know, our sommelier, Savannah Ray, our beer steward, Paul Casson, our bar manager, Ryan Chonky, who I'll go ahead and uh, say Aria Jin for Ryan. And, you know, they're professionals and they're invested in this industry and whether it's our operations manager, Kate Stone, or our special events director, Shelly Jones. They are professionals and they're hungry. And they, you know, our weekly meeting is so exciting and it's really fun to dive in and peel apart and keep asking, you know, how can we do this better? What do we need to do to improve? Um, it's and it's exciting. amazing after 20 years that you can keep coming up with those things. But I wanted to get back to the dark humor because it was those, you know, uh, maybe the there's a, quite a bit of dark humor at your weekly meeting. Uh, there is. But uh, and maybe some of these come up. But I'd love to hear some of your nightmare customer stories. Oh, you Lord. must have a couple. I definitely- Either restaurant. <laughs> and I'm sure in the morning at breakfast, you've got a couple. But um, yeah, I think that's more of just Picking just one is the hard part. Well, okay. I would say my one of my favorite, if we were to pick a quick breakfast one sort of story, are people that will come in and order a whole bunch of stuff and try to get out of their bill. How does that work? So it's a myri- there's a myriad of different how- systems and or techniques. Uh, you know, we've had this... We've had an uh, older gentleman who ate three courses and drinks, and it was his birthday, and we bought him dessert. And then on his way out, feigned you know, uh, some type of heart attack where we had to call the EMS to get him. And we were really nervous initially, but when the EMS came, they were like, oh, he does this all over town. Really? Yeah, and it's like his shtick. So <laughs> that was good. That's a lot of work. <laughs> you know, you would think the city it's would commitment. charge him after a while. You would think, yeah, no, that is, you see that plan through. I just heard the city of Lake Oswego is now charging for people who have raucous parties. They're now charging... The, it's like a terrible people, idea. Yeah, the people who have the raucous <laughs> parties for the for the cops to come out and, oh, really? and anything that has to happen. Yeah, they're doing that. But um, I once had a, a, a it's hard. I once had a tenant. Uh, I was a landlord once in my life for a while, <laughs> who feigned blindness in the court in the courtroom when we had a dispute. Um, I was the big you know the big bad landlord, and uh, it was incredible to watch him actually come in with the cane and then leave without it when all was said and done, walk across the street with the walk and don't walk sign. So those things happen. Um, yeah, I, you know, one of the best things about this industry, hands down, is the people watching. 
you know, I feel like at some point, if I can just take all of this and find some time to write a screenplay, like that's the meal ticket. You know, that's how I'm going to the retirement plan. Uh, what, well, there's there's always webcams, right? <laughs> you can you can almost put a little disclaimer on the bottom of the menu that no one could read and then say you're on camera all the time. I mean, this is the culture we're in now. So you could record that and have those to go over <laughs> later. So um what about Wildwood? Have you had some, some Definitely. Tough I think you know that's and there? it's a very different clientele and I would softly say that occasionally we come up against entitlement a lot of it. And so it's just amazing, you know, people's expectations and um we have definitely had some uh uproars. So This last year, we took off a number of the staples that had been on the Wildwood menu for, we'll say, eons. And delicious while they were, you know, to continue to stoke that creativity of a kitchen and allow them to, you know, do what they do and do it well. There's only so much room. Yeah, you've got to rotate. You've got to move through. So we took off um, the mussels and we took off a... Romaine salad. And by the way, there. there's nowhere else to get mussels in Portland. Oh, we do them so well. No, no. I'm, what I meant was I know. if someone really wanted them, there's North 45. Up well, there's, the a, there's, you know, two dozen places you <laughs> right, could go get exactly. delicious mussels. But it was a very particular recipe that we had been doing for. And when we changed that recipe, heads rolled. I mean, they were up in arms. They could not believe. They were never been so offended. How dare we? Never coming back. You know, that's a compliment to your restaurant. Though. That's the <laughs> double-edged sword. That, it, you know, it's. I'm sure there are a lot of restaurateurs that would like to have customers that love their food that much that they'd get pissed off if it wasn't there. <laughs> I guess that, you know, is the other side of the sword <laughs> for sure. But, but so it's one thing for people to, you know, for heads to roll, but... What are some of the crazy actions that have, I mean, do people stand up and the scenes that they've made? I want to hear about those. Oh, I mean, it happens. They storm out of the restaurant or they send it back and send it back again and send it back again, you know, until you completely try. And eventually you have to just come to the point where there are customers you just have to write off. You know, you can't please everybody. You can have a Spirit of generosity is what we talk about, you know, Mm -hmm. and you can make charitable assumptions. But at the end of the day, you know, there are people that are just assholes. Right. And and in this day and age, though, they get to have the last word because they have Yelp. Yeah, I'm still I'm still working my way through that one. How are you navigating that? How do you? You know, we try to respond as best we can. Sometimes I just turn a blind eye because it's easier not to get my stomach in a knot over one particular, you know, experience. Um, I use it as a kind of a casual director. And, you know, if it negates delving in deeper than we do. But most of the time, you know, people write when they, you know, not when you have the best time in the world, you're going to tell your 10 friends but, you know, if you have a really bad time, you're just going to go right back and maybe they don't review and, you know, very many other options. You know, I give credence to the people that have lengthy, you know, histories and have done it a lot. But a lot of times it's a one-off. And um, 
yeah, I, I battle a little bit with that. But it's, it's I did enjoy tough. the podcast, <laughs> with, you know, in regarding Yelp reviews. So that definitely opened my eyes a little bit. Actually, we had a couple of them. One was Don with Yelp. Don is who I was And the other was Nick to. Zukin, who, you know, <laughs> talks a little bit about Yelp, too. So those were actually great. episodes uh, one and two, if anybody wants to go back and check them out. Um, so you, me. we're talking about your restaurants a little oh, bit. But Lord. one of the things that struck me uh, about reading uh, your background is you're well-traveled. I mean, you ba- it seems like you bounced around between Oregon and Hawaii as a kid. Yeah. Uh, uh, family situation. Um, and Independence, Oregon is a little different than Hawaii. Very much. You know, you get a little bit of the valley, though, and appreciation. My dad is a hardcore Oregonian. And, you know, I like those rural areas, you know, lots of farming around there. And what did your dad do? Uh, my dad worked for the American Red Cross for his entire career. Oh, interesting. So, yeah. Out of Portland, but was based in Salem. He is such a hardcore Oregonian. He went to elementary, junior high, high school, college, all in the same city and still won't leave. So. Wow. And your mom? And my mom is an artist and now a high school teacher. In, a calligrapher. In, and now she is in independence. She oh, teaches she at years later, ended up teaching at the so high school she, I went to. It could have been to make your childhood. Actually, it probably worked out for the best, but when it could have been more convenient, she wasn't here. She yeah, was I, so you were, I absolutely you worked ran. worked a few frequent flyer miles as I a did. Kid. I ran out of independence at 16 and then, you know, for the next decade, just so did a lot go? of playing. Let's hear what you, where you were playing. Um, I was living in Hawaii and just did a lot of traveling. I was always worked in this industry, and so it allowed me to work and save up a whole bunch of money and then leave for a number of months or leave for a year. And so, it you know, I feel super lucky that I had that experience, and then eventually I needed to finish school and settle down. So that I finished my degree uh, in Portland. So that's how I got came back over here. In 2001. 2001. Yeah. So you've been here since? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you you have, obviously, when you had the um, ability to do so and you could do what you wanted to do as a uh, kid without re- much responsibility, I, I, I don't mean to imply no, that's that about you know, it. When, you, when, <laughs> when you just got out of college and you can do what you want to do and you have the choices, you traveled. And so you have that thirst for travel. Big time. Now you've now you're working yeah. at two restaurants. Oh, I totally put a crimp in my style, but I'm uh, hoping to get back. You know, I still carve out time to get away because I think it's important. You know, to be inspired. And uh, this last trip, I took a month off and did you know Turkey and Greece and you know through all over Europe and had just an amazing time. And so I think you've got to continue to stoke that fire about why we do what we do. You know, my background is uh, design or architecture, but I love applying that kind of critical thinking to food and experiences, the wine you're drinking, the tequila you're drinking, you know, whatever it is, it is, it's inspiring. So how are you applying that designer architecture background to, to eggs. restaurants? Who, well, eggs, right, exactly. And then <laughs> rest, one well. restaurant that's been there 110 years and another one that's been there 20, although you built the back room. I, yeah, we remodeled that back room at Wildwood, the wood room, and it's proved to be a great asset. You know, doubled size. It's a nice blank canvas. You know, how, many do people, a, how many people do you sit back there? Um, seated dinner, 60, but wow. cocktail party, uh, 120, in fact. 
Vsauce's holiday party is tonight in the Wild Room. Wow. <laughs> so we do a lot That's of... That's going to be fairly fun time if you're... Oh, yeah. A little we, incestuous uh, I don't do that very drink. often, but I figured it was cost-effective this year. We're yeah. in the middle of uh, you know negotiating leases at both places right now, so... Is there any chance that uh, they won't work out? No. No, they'll work out. Absolutely. Okay, so... Um, so it's a matter of the a it's a rent ma- increase. Exactly, it's a matter of the negotiation. So you don't have a grandfather thing at Bissau's at this be, point. You've got to so... keep negotiating it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what the rent was in 1905? Do you have I, any idea? I wish I knew that. Why don't you? We do use have that all these. As, old... I would use that as a negotiating. <laughs> we have all point. these old photos of Bissau's back at that time where it was like a pork chop was 25 cents, and it was those you know fun little snapshots. Do you have some of those? Um, do you have those scanned? Can you send I them? I totally to us? do. We can we can put them up on our website. Great. Okay, love to do that. Um, so you have this Hawaiian uh, bent, to, well, not connection. a bent, a connection. Yeah, and it's my mom's whole side of the family is from Hawaii. Have you been to Hele Pele? I have not yet. You have to I not know do that's that. so wrong. It's on the list. Yeah, well, put it top of the list because I need you're to. gonna you're gonna feel good. He does. Blair does an amazing job. That's what over I hear. There. Um. Yeah, no, I love all things tropical, all things island, all things, you know, Asian And that's why you're in Portland, Oregon. Yeah, right, the weather. (laughs) All things tropical. So um, (laughs) (laughs) you get, uh, I would imagine you get around a little bit in town. Um, I try. Where do you like to go? Where have you been going? What's exciting you lately? Mm, Man, well, so many, so many. Just had dinner over with Jason French at Ned Ludd, and I just love his food. Mm-hmm. And I think he's uh, really on fire right now. We just ate at Le Pitch the have other you night. His, have you been to his pizza nights? On Monday, Monday nights. nights. Unfortunately, I clo- I'm the closing manager at Wildwood Monday nights. So oh, it, man, it's a good pizza. I heard it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's doing good stuff. Um, I love, uh, we just went to Le Pidge the other night. I am also pining over the shrimp toast at Expatriate. It is so good. I'm ha- have you had the fries addicted. there? I have not. Oh, have the fries. Okay, Almost anything you can have there if you can sit, if you can get in. Um, but that there's a lot to pine over at Expatriate. Yeah, and there's so many cute spots popping up right now. Kristen Murray over at Maurice. Her little outpost is just lovely. I'm loving uh, Holly Howard, Colin Howard over at Oso Market and Bar. Um, I'm not Grand. familiar with that. Oh, they're amazing. It's a little one part wine shop, bottle shop, one part market, and one part fabulous restaurant. And where is that? And it's on Grand, right on the corner of Morrison and Grand, oh, near Trifecta, right that's next pr- door that's to Digapony. That's probably Digapone. the 15th time I've said I've not heard of that. Of course I have. I just, yeah. I don't know what it is. And I have just to go, so it's emblazoned in my mind. Young, creative, great selection, too. Yeah, there's just so many right now. So if someone, a different question is, if someone's coming in from out of town and you want them to have the... Not you know, not even if you can go with them, but if they say it's a good friend and you want them to have the consummate Portland experience, where are you sending them? Hmm. I am sending them. I think you've kind of got to do at least three of them. You know, I right. like, I'm a big yeah, fan of doing do a drink it's... and snacks, a drink. But and let's snacks. say a breakfast, lunch, dinner, and maybe another day where breakfast, lunch, dinner. Uh, I love Sweetie D. Mm-hmm. In terms of what they're doing, I also love going to places where there is no line. So on the weekend, going to Luce, mm-hmm. I think, is one of the most delightful places to have a brunch. I think John Taboda is genius. Mm-hmm. 
Um, if I was heading to a little later lunch that day, I might, I'd probably head into Olympic Provisions in Northwest. Mm-hmm. Well, I love Southeast too. I mean, those guys are amazing from top to bottom, everything they do. And they're all great people too. But I love that in the kind of late afternoon. I love a little OP. Everybody at Olympic Provisions, I love. <laughs> Every one of them, from Michelle, Michelle Eli, Eli, Tyler, Nate. Yeah, they're just all great. And Brenda. You know Brenda. Uh, love Brenda. Yeah, you can't not love Brenda. Um, And if I was going to do a little dinner later on, you know, I love just getting all the vegetable sides at Ava Jean's. I also, sometimes I just want something easy, and I happen to live over in North Portland in St. John's, and I just want tacos, and I love Taqueria Portland. And I just got the unfortunate news that they are relocating, so they're not going to be a hop and skip from my house. But There's not a lot over there, I don't think. No. You have to, you have it'll to travel. Be, it'll, next couple years, it's going to, it'll start popping. But So where do you see yourself uh going to take on responsibility of somewhere else other than... You know, I think we've got a couple... You know, it's been really fun in terms of taking something that's good and making it better. I really like that process. I like how you zero in on it. But I would love to do a new project from the beginning. So we've definitely got that in the works. And once things get settled with the leases with both places, I think that's what we'll be on to is new stuff. So just to clarify, are you... A part owner of Wildwood? You I'm manage- a part owner of Wildwood now, but we, within this lease negotiation, we'll be buying out the investor that had been there for the last period of time, and I'll take on Dustin Clark as a partner. Oh, great. Yeah. Good for him. He yeah. deserves that and after, after some, that many he years. He definitely deserves it. So you're you're kind of creating a little bit of a restaurant group. Uh, is it, is it you or are there some other people? Just me. This, just you? Yeah. So what what new thing would you like to do? Do you have something in mind? That, I do. And do you not want to talk about it? Not yet. Oh, come on. <laughs> you know, it's so fun just how many different niches, you know, which niches are unexplored locally and how can you do that really well? So what are some of the unexplored niches? Let's let's try it that way. <laughs> I would I think there's tons of room for creativity in Portland still of things that haven't been done. You know, I for years said there must be lobster rolls here. I and love it happened. Have rolls. you been to the lobster roll food I cart? Haven't, but Main I've Street heard lobster. about it. So I was doing that, and then I'm still gonna harp on the white clam pizza that's done With without no the shells. shells. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> I I love you. People love yeah. their shells around here, though. On their- but that's not a real. I come from New Haven area, and that's they're not doing it the way it should be done. Although it's delicious, and the one at Ned Ludd, I went in there, and they, <laughs> uh, I can't remember the name of the guy. He's a really nice guy who's doing the pizza. Um, but he does it with the shells, and he said, you're going to like this, and I did. And and it wasn't a really large one, so getting it mm-hmm. out of the shells wasn't a big thing, but um, still those things. So you're not going to tell us what those unexplored <laughs> niches are. You could we'll give us six uh, so we can throw a dartboard. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, thank you for taking time out oh, of your such day. such a pleasure. Really nice appreciate it. With you. And I'm looking forward to working with you. I want to put something together for this year. Yeah. We've been kind of talking about it so uh, it'll be great i'm sure and everyone will be Mm -hmm. it'll be great and you know wildwood holds a special place in my heart because i think i went on one of my first dates when i got to portland (laughs) at wildwood and uh, yeah and she was really cool it was her idea i didn't know this was all new to me so she's in the know yeah uh she no longer lives in portland though 
So I'm the one left with the Wildwood knowledge from that. Um, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thanks so much for uh, taking the time. You guys are busy, and you're both smiling. That's what's amazing. <laughs> neither of you, neither of I you. I think it might be from a combination of a lack of sleep and just going yeah. 100 miles it's an hour. It's been insane. It's been insanely busy. Like, so you're just delirious right now. A you're little running bit, delirium. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, we're also really honored that we get to go out with our best foot forward, that we have seven days that we get to celebrate that we get to see all of our favorite faces one more time. You know, we have just been crazy going out with the biggest days we've ever seen. You know, we're we've had lines out solid. the door. People like this want the last little like taste of anything here. Like get in there and experience. Yeah. And it's such an amazing combination of everything from former employees from the last 20 years, the people who opened this place, you know, it has touched so many lives and it's just been so cool to see the joy and the happiness and the connectivity of everyone coming back. And, you know, one night we had 50 ex-employees in here and it just felt like a family reunion, but really positive and people were celebrating and it was uh, awesome to be a part of you know Dustin's been here 16 years I've come in on the very last chapter you know been here two years but it's been really special and it's that combination of past employees and our farmers and our winemakers and our distillers two major farmers sitting out at our tables like they're all coming <laughs> in to spend you know one last meal with us and it's the customers we're getting are just so full of gratitude it's that the memories and these stories they met here they got married they got married here you know their first baby you know all of these landmark occasions and it really has been overwhelming in terms of just the outreach of support from the community, the industry. Dustin and I personally talking to so many other restaurant people, chefs, restaurateurs that are reaching out to us and saying, hey, we're going to help you place all your staff, you know, letting go of 63 people was one of the worst experiences I've ever had, but it has turned into such um, so much joy and yeah. a real, we're excited. We're so excited to wrap it up. Yeah, I mean, with our staff Grace. has been so on point, like beyond belief this last week. I mean, I mean, just so much professionalism. I feel like dropping that kind of news, like they're kind of shaking in that, but they snapped back together. And I mean, I was here for dinner myself last night and it was amazing. Like they have not skipped a beat. You know, we just really want to, we just gave them the opportunity that we want to go out with every amount of integrity and every amount of respect that we have poured into this place. So it's a real cool it's experience. It's got to be tough though because you've got this cool experience and on the other hand you're letting people go and you just said you're, out, you're mean, liquidating and that that's tough. It is fucking bittersweet and you know, <laughs> had we had some time to process or known before that, um, it, it could have been different, but, you know, really trying to just pull the good out of it. And, you know, it's going to be so good for D here, Dustin, to have a break and be able to come back. And, you know, we'd been talking about 
these new projects and now really just being able to focus and focus on his food and our experience. Fresh eyes, something out of what I've been doing for the last 16 years. It's going to be, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. You know, I've been through a few changes in my life and the ones that are forced are the ones that send you, propel you the furthest. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, you know, you've got, as you said, you have time to yeah, Dustin can go travel for a couple 16 months. Years. 16 years. 16 years this walls. Yeah, it's crazy. And you've, and you've <laughs> seen a lot of people, and you will still so see many, people. Yeah, so many. That's what I'm saying. Like, we've seen the last few nights. There's been such a good turnout of people just appreciating and sending off Wildwood as it is. Yeah. So how long will it be till we see you guys talking about the, the next chapter? You know, we're going to breathe a few months and just regroup and really be able to come out with a lot of intentionality and focus. So, yeah, we're just going to wait a couple months before we're be well even... thought out, that's the thing. It's Absolutely. Fun. Have you already planned it out, or is this something you're... Little bits and pieces. Little bits. Great. This needs to all come together. So, you've had all the outpouring the last few days. What, what do you... What would you leave... What would be your final thing you want to say? What's your, your Jay Leno, see you later <laughs> commentary? I know you... Something I, like, thank you, Wildwood, good night, that kind of stuff? Yeah. Um, it's, it's really tough, honestly. It's very emotional yeah. too, you know. This is something you pour your heart into, so it is very emotional still. Um, I haven't really got to that point yet. I'll find out by tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> if we can make it through Friday, then that's the goal. I uh, don't know that we'll get out of bed on Saturday at all. I will just stay with my puppy in bed for the entire day. Um, but. There's nothing wrong with, it, wrong with a puppy in bed. Oh, it's so good, and I just make it to Saturday. You know, we are just working around the clock right now to make this happen and get the, you know, after uh, end of service tomorrow night will be it. We'll uh, celebrate, and then we've got three days to liquidate the entire business. <laughs> so is there a number that people should be calling to, look, to help you Out liquidate? They, please, we're going to dust They've already been calling, too. <laughs> They've already been calling. Um, yeah, they can, anybody can email me if they have any interest. Uh, Kana at wildwoodpdx.com. It'll continue on, but come get a ceramic lamp. <laughs> or a Pinot Noir glass. It's a piece of history. There's a lot of history in this building. So, so what's your fa what was your favorite 16 years? Do you have a memory that really will stay with you longer than any other? God, I've got so many. It's last night talking to former people I work with. There's so many things to talk about and flashing back to these great moments and some really shitty moments. And yeah, I mean, I can't pinpoint one. That's so much time. So much time. I mean, one of the top things was actually becoming the executive chef here. That was pretty amazing. Yeah. That was a big deal. And holding it down for 16 and, years. Yeah, keeping it going. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. I'm going to go enjoy my last while. Uh, yeah, we're Indeed. thrilled you came in tonight. And I hope it is a really memorable experience. It will. It always has been. And it was actually one of the first restaurants I ever... When I, st I stayed, my first night in Portland was at the inn at Northrop. Oh, yeah. oh, no kidding. Right across the street, and we came over to Wildwood, so. It's good. Well, we're playing gangster rap in the dining room, so <laughs> we're going out big. All right. <laughs> Thanks so much. Guns blazing. <laughs>